2: live from san francisco on the sports byline broadcasting network you are listening to wrestling observer live with your hosts brian alvarez and mike sempervivi are you ready are you ready let's get it on
3: How's it going everybody? Brian Alvarez here on Wrestling Observer Live. We are here every day, Monday through Friday, noon Pacific, 3 Eastern, Sunday, 3 Pacific, 6 Eastern. Friday here in this program, you know what that means. we got a lot to talk about here today. A lot of follow-up stories, lots of news, as I had pretty much figured, and I think we all figured. WWE is officially going back on the road starting in July. It was made official here today. We're going to tell you about that. As uh, Andrew Zarian had noted, uh, July 16th episode of SmackDown is the beginning of the return of fans. Toyota Center, Houston, Texas, Money in the Bank, the Dickies Arena in Fort Worth, Texas, July 18th. And the Russia show will be at the American Airlines Center in Dallas, Texas on July 19th. So that is the beginning. We're going to tell you more about that. We'll tell you about SummerSlam. And more. We've also got updates on Don Callis. AW Dynamite ratings. Dynamite actually did better than I expected. I thought they would dip below 800,000. But in fact, 821,000 viewers. We'll go into all of the details for those numbers. Velveteen Dream has been released by WWE. And New Japan is returning to touring May 22nd, 24th, 25th, and 26th. None of these at the Tokyo Dome. That big show has been canceled. But we've got lineups for all of those shows. And I guess at some point they'll tell us what in the world they're going to do about the IWGP heavyweight title, which has in fact been vacated by Will Ospreay. So we'll also take your feedback today. I'm sure you guys got a lot to talk about. The phone number for later, 844-913-2727, 844-913-2727. If you call now, it's not going to work, so don't bother. But text messages you can send immediately. 425 780 7566. 425 780 7566. Brian at WrestlingObserver.com. At Brian Alvarez on Twitter at SemperVV. Back in a moment. Wrestling Observer Live.
4: Head to ReliefFactor.com or call 1-800-500-8384. Relief Factor helps to support a healthy response to inflammation and decreases discomfort from the effects of daily living. And you can get yours at ReliefFactor.com or by calling 1-800-500-8384. Your life, your freedom. Get back to living at ReliefFactor.com. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. Ready for an oil change? Our professional parts people at O'Reilly Auto Parts recommend all the best products to get the job done right. Like five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil on sale now, just $28.95. And we'll make sure you have all the supplies you need, including a filter, funnel, shop towels, drain pan, and more. Stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts today. Oh, oh.
2: you are listening to Wrestling Observer Live with Brian Alvarez and Mike Sempervivi on the Sports Byline Broadcasting Network. Good time. Back in the show, Brian Alvarez here, Wrestling
3: Observer Live. Mike Sempervivi also WrestlingObserver.com. WWE officially hitting back out on the road starting in July. WWE announced on Friday that a return to holding live events with fans in attendance will begin Friday, July 16th. Episode of SmackDown taking place at the Toyota Center, Houston, Texas. They'll have a new ramp entranceway set the whole nine yards. And that will take place at the Toyota Center. Money in the Bank dickies arena fort worth texas sunday july 18th post money the bank episode of raw at the american Airlines center in dallas texas on july 19th tickets for all three texas events are gonna go on sale 11 eastern this coming wednesday may 26th so that will be an interesting day wwe noted the additional tour stops and on sale dates will be announced in the coming weeks wwe will have a 25-city schedule from July 16th through Labor Day. Also, WWE has not announced the location of the SummerSlam pay-per-view, but the Allegiant Stadium in Las Vegas, Nevada, the leading candidate to host the show. We had heard rumors of Madison Square Garden, rumors now of Las Vegas, Nevada. I think it's going to be in Vegas. That's the impression that I've been given, but we shall see. That one is not yet official, but... Back on the road for WWE, at least for Ross Smackdown in this upcoming pay-per-view. So we'll see when they and if they add any of these uh, non-televised events.
5: And not much to add there. I think uh, it's hard to commit to something like SummerSlam because you don't know where New York is going to be at when it comes to capacity. So that rules out Madison Square Garden. You know, you're in question about the Barclays Center. The only things you know for sure are... Arizona, Texas, Florida, and Nevada seem to be uh, the most uh, the easiest to come back to. Obviously, Florida and Texas certainly are because they've announced those dates, and everybody has seemed to run when it comes to UFC, AEW, big events. That's where they're going. So it's just one of those things. It's slowly going to keep creeping back open for everybody, and as rules start to relax, you know, in every individual locale, then that's when those events are going to start popping back in there. So. It uh, you can't stop progress, whether you agree that people should be out and about right now or not, doesn't really matter. This is the direction that things are going. And, you know, good for a lot of of fans that are already, uh, you know, gotten their COVID shots and have been inside for a long time. People are going stir crazy. So, you know, as long as hopefully everybody takes as safe of a path to this as they can and everybody does the best, the best they can to try to keep everybody else safe. That's all you can do is hope.
3: Well, in the life-imitating art department here, the invisible hand no longer as vice president on his business card as Don Callis's days and as executive with Impact Wrestling and parent company Anthem Sport and Entertainment have come to an end. Fightful first confirmed the news. PW Insider added additional details. Callis's time as an executive was done in April. He's been slowly decreasing his responsibilities with Scott Demore, Tommy Dreamer, Jimmy Jacobs, R.D. Evans, now making up the creative team. The 57-year-old, 57, 57 it says here. That's incorrect. Hmm. He is 53 years old. Was named co-vice president of these damn dirt sheets. Co-vice president, December 2017, also was on the commentary team before he was replaced by Madison Rain. Fightful noted, Omega and Callis were only present at the first day of the most recent four-day set of tapings, leaving after their work was completed, and added that the expectation is Callis will eventually get a full-time job with AEW, so that story on Don Callis—you'll be seeing a lot more of him one way or the other. You'll see a lot more of him in AEW, but that's what's going on. I didn't know Lucifer could age. Well, apparently he can't because they had his his age five years off,
5: four years. Yells above, drinks the blood of young wrestlers to to keep young.
3: Don Callis, evil man, invisible hand. Huh. A.W. Dynamite, 821,000 viewers on TNT, down 12.3% from last week. Lowest viewership for the show since April 7, which was last night. NXT aired directly opposite Dynamite on Wednesday. 18-49 demo Dynamite, 0.28 rating, down 12.3% from the previous week. Lowest mark for the show since March 31st. Obviously, the NBA, two NBA play-in tournament games, averaged 2.3 million viewers and 5.6 million viewers, respectively which bit into Dynamite's numbers. Ten weeks prior, Dynamite averaged 775 with a point three. So this week's Dynamite drawing higher viewership than that is likely due to older viewers who used to watch NXT on Wednesdays. Year over year, they're up, obviously, no head-to-head. And uh, this was what everybody figured. In fact, I thought the show was going to do worse because of the competition. But uh, this number is down. Uh, next week is invariably going to be down because the show is airing at 10 p.m. on a Friday night and sky is not falling it is what it is and it does hurt their momentum i do think that when they get back to wednesday's unopposed uh it may take a week or so to get back to what they were doing before i don't think this will permanently damage the brand in any way but that's just the reality of of going head-to-head with the nba and getting preempted
5: yeah, I mean, the NBA, the, the playoff, uh the method that they had with these play-in games, which the commissioner, Adam Silver, wants to keep, uh, the players don't necessarily. But even on Tuesday, those games on TNT did, did big numbers. I think it was $2.5 was the average for the, the Celtics-Wizards game that took place. So it, it's... <laughs> They've had some some big numbers. This is always going to be a tough situation for AEW or anybody else that's got to deal with the NBA. They're just a monster. They're a ratings monster. They are a a demo claw to to just claw away at what you have. You know they'll, they'll rip that up as well too. It's always going to be tough competition. So it is what it is. And you know I know there's a lot of wrestling fans that are just offended that hey, my God, hockey or the NBA or any of these other things that get in the way, but. It's big business, and big business matters. The ratings matter, and it's okay to take a, a backseat to a real sport uh, occasionally. That That's okay, as long as you can bounce back. So it was not the best number in the world, obviously, but I don't think they're going to, now that they've you know fallen back under 800,000, and all of a sudden they're going to stay there forever.
3: This number should ricochet back nicely. Well, we got to talk about the Velveteen Dream. Should I wait till the next segment since I don't think it's going to be two minutes? <laughs> I'll read this story here and then we'll talk more after the break. It's from WrestlingObserver.com. Velveteen Dream has been released by WWE, confirmed by our Dave Meltzer. I confirmed this one yesterday. How did I ever get credit, Nason? Dream was part of several NXT releases over the past two days and competed in a match since December of 2020, losing to Adam Cole on an episode of NXT. He had been used sparingly through the last four months of the year, wrestling only five times. As of now, no news. ...as to what caused his release. Part of the sixth season of Tough Enough, he was 25 years old. Patrick Clark debuted the Velveteen Dream character in 2017, quickly became a fan favor. As part of the Speaking Out movement last April that shone a light on sexual abuse and misconduct in the pro-wrestling industry, he was accused of sending pictures to underage boys. More allegations arose in June, but he denied all allegations, saying, quote, ...a private photo of mine was shared without my consent or knowledge, and I am working with a third party to look into this matter. He was also involved in a car accident around the same time in June. That took him off television. Last August, Paul Levesque was asked about the allegations and said WWE looked into them and, quote, there was nothing there, again saying the reason he was taken off TV was due to the car accident. Eight on-air talents were cut on Wednesday, including Alexander Wolfe, and controversial referee Drake Wirtz. So here's the gist of the story, everybody, as quickly as I can before the break. I don't know why he was fired, okay? I don't know. But I I believe that WWE believes that there was nothing to the allegations against the Velveteen Dream, okay? I do believe they believe that. I don't know if there's any truth to the allegations. I have no idea. What I'm saying is, I believe they believe. Because I also believe that if they believed there was anything to the accusations, that guy would have been out of there a while ago. So why would he have been released otherwise? Well, we'll talk a little bit about that when we come back from the break. Wrestling Observer Live.
2: You are listening to Wrestling Observer Live with Brian Alvarez and Mike Sempervivi on the Sports Byline Broadcasting Network.
3: Back right in the show, Brian Alvarez here, Wrestling Observer Live. Mike Sempervivi, also WrestlingObserver.com. So, again, I don't know why they fired Velveteen Dream, all right? Accusations against Velveteen Dream. Like I said, I believe the WWE believes that he didn't do anything. Because if they believed he did do something, he would be out of there. And I would like to add, before I go further, that over the last couple of days, there have been other stories that have come out about other people backstage at NXT, some of whom have been released. And the reality is some of those stories were, in fact, blown out of proportion. Because, I mean, just for example, like, if you and someone else get into a physical altercation, a fight backstage, bro, they're firing you. That's just what's going to happen. They're not. They're not just going to b- sweep it under the rug and let you go back and do whatever you were doing. Like some of the stuff not blown out of proportion. Some of the stuff blown out of proportion. With the Velveteen Dream, like I said, whether he did whatever or not, I do not believe that the reason he was fired had anything to do with allegations well over a year ago. If they investigated those allegations and felt there was anything to it, dude's out of there. He's gone. For whatever reason, WWE clearly believes that he didn't do anything. That's it. So why was he fired? Well, like I said, I don't know, but I do know this. There were a lot of problems with the Velveteen Dream that had nothing to do with any accusations. There were behavioral problems with the Velveteen Dream. There was, and Triple H, I mean, he didn't go into a lot of detail, but when Velveteen Dream was off television, I mean, Triple H said it was as a result of the car accident. What happened with the car accident? I don't know. But I do know that if you have followed the career, the on-screen career of Velveteen Dream, how many times was Velveteen Dream featured and then he just vanished for an extended period of time? It happened all the time. Impression I've been given is the reason that he regularly vanished for extended periods of time was due to outside-of-the-ring issues, whatever those might be. At some point, what can you do with a guy? He had friends very, very high up, obviously. And so there were issues that some talent didn't necessarily feel comfortable going to management about because he was close with management. But I heard about behavioral issues in NXT. I heard about issues when he went other places, whether it be Evolve or whatever. So there was a lot going on with Velveteen Dream. And as noted here in the story, he hadn't been on TV since December. It's May, so I don't know what happened in the last five months, but it came time to do cuts, and they clearly felt that this was not worth dealing with. Now, whether that means he'll ever be back or not, I don't know. Maybe he'll come back, maybe he won't, maybe he'll go somewhere else. I guess we'll have to wait and see. But that is the story on the Velveteen Dream.
5: You know, one doesn't have anything to do with the other. Maybe it does, I don't know. But with all of his other issues that he has you know, apparently outside the ring and all of these other things he's been accused of or or cleared of, whatever it is. Bottom line is, in the ring, there have been diminishing returns with the Velveteen Dream for quite some time, whether that has got to do all with his back, whatever it is, in his head, whatever. The performances weren't there in the last couple times. He was in big matches in the ring for whatever reason. So, you know, well... We'll see where it goes. He's going to have a very interesting time on the indies, I would believe, who's going to take a shot at him with everything that's happened. Whether he's been cleared with things or not, I don't think. In the court of public opinion of hardcore wrestling fans, I don't know if that's the case. And whether you believe in those people or not and what they say, they do hold a lot of sway. And there are going to be people, if he's booked somewhere, that are going to be Very anti-that move. So it'll be interesting to see where he goes, how that whole thing plays itself out. I know he's with Maryland Championship Wrestling uh, as Patrick Clark uh, right before he got signed because he was on this show uh, while he was there. So I don't know if that's an opportunity to go back there. I don't know. Maybe he's done with the wrestling business. Who knows? But if he goes back to it, we're going to hear about it because I don't think people are going to let it go by without somebody saying something when he is booked.
3: All right, so uh, we've got a bunch of, of uh, New Japan shows coming up Saturday, May 22nd, uh, Monday, May 24th at Corken Hall, Tuesday, May 25th at Corken Hall, and Wednesday, May 26th at Corken Hall. And uh, with all due respect, there's nothing on any of these cards. No. Like, it's no. a bunch of matches. There's like Tanahashi and Taguchi versus Shingo and Bushi is a main event. And uh Yujiro and Yoda Suji is is uh I mean it's just like what's going on here? There's like nothing going on. There's no there's no big matches announced, there's no title matches, it's just a bunch of random matches. What's happening here?
4: COVID
5: I'm asking you. Hey man, there's a lot going on here. You got your IWGP heavyweight champion who is indisposed right now and he had to vacate the title. You have a COVID outbreak, you've had things being canceled. You have foreigners with the exception of Chase Owens and Jeff Cobb. I mean, is there anybody else who else is on the show? I mean that were Chase Owens, you know, so like they have nobody right now over there because of everything that's gone on. Guys have gone home, they're not going back. People are in quarantine. It's a mess. It is an absolute mess right now. And for any issues with booking, all of these other real-life things getting in the way are causing them far more harm. They have had an awful last 18 months. I don't know how they can go ahead and save it. These are... I mean, I hate to say it because you know there's going to be good action. Like, you know, even like something like a Shingo Suji. You know, people... Are, look, the match will probably be good, but you can miss it. <laughs> That's probably going to be the case with all three of these shows, unfortunately, is they are all skippable shows on paper right now. They really, really are, unless you're a Tanahashi super fan. And even if you are, I mean, Tanahashi Ibushi against Jeff Cobb and Great O'Con. I love that match on paper. That's great, but it's like, do you have to rush out of your way to see this? Do you have to wake up at 3 o'clock in the morning if you're on the East Coast to check this match out? No. You know, to me, in some ways, you almost would have been better canceling these shows, but this is just where they're at right now. This is going to be a very... Long path for New Japan. Even if you just immediately snap your fingers, everything's perfect in Japan, they're still going to have issues with trying to figure some things out and bad feelings and a lot of other things going on right now, so... Best of luck to New Japan and and to everybody involved in there, too, because this is hard on the wrestlers. You know, you can point at this and and talk about a lot of different things. But for these guys who are going through this stuff, these guys who've got to deal with questionable schedules and quarantine and their families and their professional lives and all of this stuff, you know, it's just it's a mess right now. And it's it's very, very unfortunate. But now it also seems like they're going to still try to go with the Olympics in Japan with new rules and limitations and this and that, but I don't see how this is going to help anything at all, but we'll see.
3: As Fredier says, Can we talk about the talent development happening in AEW? I know this week wasn't star-studded. However, the Acclaim looked great. Red Velvet looked great. Gogo and Austin Gunn were great. Even Sammy feels like he is over. Actually, he wrote Beyond over. I feel like if we look back at the first Dynamite shows, there is such significant growth from the young talent. It is really heartening to see future stars getting TV time. I think it is too early, but once uh, once Peacock screwed everything up with our retro Raw and SmackDown, not that the shows were any good really. I often I often thought, why don't we go back and like do retro AEW and NXT from when they both went head to head? Because, I mean, like I said, it's too early, but it would be really interesting to watch how everything has changed over the last uh, two years or whatever. And also, kind of take a look at like what storylines did start and stall out, and what storylines started, and holy smokes, it actually played out two years later. I think that that would be interesting, but not right now. Maybe maybe somewhere down the road we'll do something like that. Plus, it helps when your company's hot and when it feels like when it feels better
5: than the other product, because it's not like. You know, Zoe Stark. Zoe Stark has been a surprise. I was really surprised when she showed up in NXT and they started pushing her as strong as they have, and I'm happy that they have because she's held held up to her end of the deal. Great. Um, you know, there's people there. You know, Swerve has not been the best hit, but you can see where he's a star. I think all of Legato. You know, they've done a really good job with with them making them feel special. So it's not like they have not. And granted. You know, guy like Joaquin Wilde, they've been around for a while, too. It's not exactly the same thing, but guys being able to, to break out of their shell. But AEW has done a better job with that, and that young talent that's got a chance to be on national TV without being told what to say so much, without being told uh, exactly move by move by move, you know, how to go about things out in the ring, uh, It's it's been a... You can see the differences, that's for sure. And the show has been better. They've done a better job focusing and making these young people feel like stars, you know. And, I mean, right down to Layla Hirsch. I mean, it's just a lot of the names that have popped up on AEW, it just, even if it's not the case, maybe ratings-wise or development-wise, as a fan... It does feel good. It does feel different. It feels fresh. They feel like they're getting out of the starting blocks a lot better than somebody in NXT or WWE.
3: Another idea would be to, to do uh I guess we could start an Elevation? No, a couple of years ago or a couple in a couple of years. 10 years ago in NXT, starting with the February 2014 when they did Arrival and just go through that entire thing where they had Sasha and Bayley and i got another
5: challenge for you.
3: Sami Zayn and Kevin Owens what?
5: The challenge is this. Why don't you watch, oh, I don't know. Why don't you watch a a Game Changer show or something like that from a couple years ago where you get to see a lot of these people right before they got an AEW or WWE or NXT. Maybe you can kind of see, okay, this is how they were then. What do you want me to stop watching here to watch that? Any of the crap that you have to watch, that you always bitch oh, about raw, mm, raw, yeah. raw, raw. Stop watching raw. raw. That would be a great idea. Game How about changer raw? wrestling.
3: Back in a moment. Observer live.
4: I'm Ron Barr. All my life I've been active, playing tennis, pickup basketball, cycling, and swimming. But let me tell you, as I've gotten older, my body now tells me when enough is enough and I've done too much. Did you know 100 million Americans suffer from ongoing pain due to aging, exercise, overexertion, and the effects of everyday living? I want to recommend Relief Factor to you. Relief Factor can help all those body parts that are hurting, sore, such as neck and shoulder, back, hip, or knee, or just general muscle aches and pains. Here's what I recommend. Go to relieffactor.com to find out more. And Relief Factor has something special for the Sports Byline USA Network listeners. You can get their three-week quick start program for just $19.95. That's only 95 cents a day. So give them a call at 800-500-8384. That's 800 500 8384
2: You are listening to Wrestling Observer Live with Brian Alvarez and Mike Sempervivi on the Sports Byline Broadcasting Network. Back in the show, Brian Alvarez here, Wrestling Observer Live. Mike Sempervivi, also
3: WrestlingObserver.com. If you want to call us here today, I got a phone number for you: 844-913-2727. 844-913-2727. A lot of people for years have asked for us to ban. Old Ryan and Cumberland from ever calling in again. And uh, based on some of the stuff I've seen on the chat today, this may, be, this may be the day. But we'll see. Yes, Ryan, you're on the air. Do you think Lacey Von Eric would be the perfect backstage interviewer for Dota since she would probably forget her lines and she just used her real personality as a interviewer? <laughs> that wasn't a question I was expecting. What are you asking me? What does Lacey von Erich have to do with anything? Well, she started like her own like a uh, YouTube thing. Like who for, knows like, that? Asking these... Does anyone here in the chat have any have any idea about Lacey von Erich's, uh YouTube channel? Anybody here? Ban, ban, ban. no, no. ban, about. no. Who? Never seen it. Ban, nope, 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 nope. 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 Ban him, nope, nope. nope cancel no nope. oh we got one yes ryan and somebody said boobs oh it says booba
5: so both here. are
3: accurate i guess dork i'm gonna ban him for that but what a stupid question why does he ask these stupid questions
2: like, uh, maybe he just, sometimes he... he
3: actually asks a question that can lead to a good five minutes of discussion about no, something else but no, where you, you extrapolate no it happens all it the, the time but not that one jesus that one was just a waste of time ryan Apparently
5: he was late to this whole deal with her at WrestleMania where she went around drinking a Modelo all day, just, I guess, hammered and just, I guess, the other half. Dude, I do this for a living. I know nothing about that. Yeah, Well, you did miss that. That was a thing for a minute just because she showed her ass so much, you know, going up and down. And, hey, Ted DiBiase, she didn't know who he was. Hey, you got a WWE shirt on. Yeah, my whole family is dead. And, like, he, like, gives, like, the cartoon,
3: like, you're falling into you the trap believe. right here, about fucking five minutes after a Ryan call about what he asked about. Let's not well, do I that. Well, I was
5: just pointing out, since you asked and you're oblivious to things, Actually, you I didn't have ask. no idea what's going on. I
3: just said I didn't know about it. I didn't ask well, for I details. Well, about it. Well, that's great. Taren, Why am I even here?
5: What are we doing here?
3: We're going to talk to Tim. Is Taren. it Friday yet? I'm just going to have a good question. You're on the air. What's up?
4: Hey, boys. How are you today? Um, Just a quick question. Those four quarterly specials that AEW is doing on TBS or TNT, you think it would have made more sense to make those pay-per-views and add eight pay-per-views to their lineup, or you think you guys feel it was better just to leave them as quarterly specials? I'll
3: hang up and listen. Thank you, guys. Well, my friend, here's the answer to this question. I don't know, and I'll tell you why I don't know. Because I don't know how much more money they're making for these quarterly specials, okay? But I do know that the the new television deal that includes the four quarterly specials is in excess of $10 million dollars. I don't know how much more than ten million dollars. I just know that Tony Khan said it was a uh, one, two. How many numbers is that? Six figures, so eight-figure deal. So somewhere between ten million dollars and ninety-nine million dollars. Okay, I don't know what the number is, but what you have to do from that point is then do the math. Okay, how much are they going to gross on a pay-per-view that does one hundred thousand buys? If the number that they're going to make, they're going to gross off of that. For four shows is greater than the number that they would be paid to put them on free tv then the answer would be that you should be doing them on pay-per-view it is very likely that it's actually the other way around where the amount of money that they're getting for four quarterly specials on the tnt network is in excess of what they would make if they ran those shows on pay-per-view so i don't know the answer it is obviously a mathematical question not my forte especially when i don't know the numbers you know when I'm really bad at math? When I don't know any of the numbers anyway. So that's the answer. I don't know. That's where great creative accounting, I guess, comes in. But, uh, you know,
5: take the money out of it for a second. I think it's good because you're building towards 10 polls. You already have the four pay-per-views a year. I grew up in the class of the champions, era. Granted, we are a long time, or 35 years or whatever it is, uh, since that took place and they initially started, so... The times have changed, but because you only have those four pay-per-views, because they are paying you for these four other ten-pole events that you can have on TNT when your regular shows on TBS gives you something to build to. I think that's a good idea. Bottom line, you know, regardless of any money or anything like that, it gives you something to drive to each and
3: every time out you do a show. All righty, let's go to Ken. You're on the air. What's going on, Ken? You're on the air. Hey
2: guys, it's Ken from Staten Island. If you could forgive me for not talking about wrestling for just this brief call, because it only seems like David and Honolulu's math skills. I, I'm actually a 26-year math teacher of high school, and Boris, who sometimes calls up and is probably listening right now, is a former student of mine, true story. So wow. what do you say one day we give Honolulu a live quiz? to see A math to see test? What math skills are?
3: Well, hmm. It's not the worst idea, but the problem with giving him a math test is I wouldn't know any of the answers. We'd, we'd, we'd need you on the air as well to ask the questions yeah, and have the answers.
2: Yeah, I'll give the quiz. Now, right. be,
3: this, this better be good because Brian doesn't like gimmicks on the show that aren't himself. Hmm. What are you talking about? There's one talking right now, or was talking a moment ago. Hey, listen, I'll uh, email me. I'll keep that in mind. On a slow news day, maybe we'll do the, the Honolulu math quiz. That would be interesting there. All right, let's go to Honolulu. Uh, Honolulu's not on the line, by the way, so uh, he's on. He's on break. God only knows what he's doing in Hawaii. Probably out eating with his family again. Yes, Dagan, what's going on?
2: Hey, what's
1: uh, what's going on, guys? Yeah, no, who knows what Honolulu is doing right now? But um, I would like to say thank you to the Twitch homies for all the birthday wishes today. I much appreciate it. Um, and I just saw that Rocky Romero will be wrestling on AW Dark this week against JD Drake. Wow! Uh, very excited to see that, and also, also the uh, Red Narita match that we were supposed to get last week is also happening. So, bro, uh, where's Filthy Tom? The What's going on here?
3: <laughs> filthy Tom is the 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 strong open champion. We got all these New Japan Dojo guys working on Dark. Where's Tom? Where's Filthy at? Ask Court.
1: I don't know, man. But he needs to get on there. He needs to challenge for that TNT title, one of these open challenges. I'd love to see, love to see him. Anyway, that's all I got for you guys today. Have a good one.
3: I feel like other people that work for MLW have done stuff for Dark. Well, I mean, look at look at Pillman
5: what done did for, for a while. Pillman Junior. MJF. There have been multiples of people, I think, several people that have. A uh, been a part of MLW that have gotten more of an opportunity in AEW. Maybe it just comes down to the fact that people are scared to death of Filthy Tom Lawler. I don't like, want to be would... the one who gets choked out on national TV by Filthy. I can understand that.
3: Why, why would it be okay? Why would Corp be fine with Filthy Tom working New Japan strong, but not a dark show? It's not national television. They're both YouTube shows. Well, one's not YouTube, but they're both Internet shows. They're only available via the Internet. So... I don't know what's going on. I can't figure any of this stuff out. But I can figure out the phones. One thing I'm good at, arguably. Helena, you're on the air. What's up?
1: Hi, this is Jack in Montana. So it was revealed yesterday that uh, Satoshi Kojima is going to be a working impact uh, soon. And uh, I'm going to make a bold prediction that he will be the um, mystery uh, person in the casino battle royale at Double or Nothing. Uh, that's all. Thank you for the call.
3: Man, you know what? I was just thinking. This guy. Okay, so so uh talked about this yesterday. They've got a casino battle royal coming up, and uh, there's one mystery guy. And I said, I would not have done that unless I knew that I had Daniel Bryan, because everyone's going to expect it to be Daniel Bryan, Bryan Danielson. So if I don't have Brian Danielson but I still want to do a mystery person I don't know about Kojima but I think that if you had like Minoru Suzuki or Hiroshi Tanahashi or Okada or uh Ibushi Jay white I don't know about Jay White oh i would be happy with jay white i'm just talking about (laughs) what would these fans go oh my god it's not brian danielson but Minoru suzuki is here and they'd flip their lid that's the one man
5: i think i'm not sure that you're gonna get that with
3: kojima i think they'd be like oh i guess that's kind of cool but where's brian danielson Well, you pop the same people that popped for Nagata two weeks ago.
5: You know, the old men like me. The people that actually, speaking of MLW, Kojima is part of the original MLW. The same Kojima that really wanted to go to Mexico, so he went to CMLL and hung out there for a while as a bad guy. Um, I could absolutely see it being Kojima. And I could see it being something that... If you do it especially early in the Battle Royal like or something like that, I mean, if you start with him, I think that would probably be the better way to go. Here's my thing with introducing Brian Danielson or or anybody in that Casino Battle Royal is, to me, he's at a level otherworldly than getting in. And no offense to Peter Avalon or any of those folks who he'd be bumping up against in that Battle Royal, but come on. You know, Brian Danielson can be announced and appear right on Dynamite uh, in a main event position. Uh, to me, there's no reason to play around with that at all. You know, he's not Ethan Page coming in, no offense to him. He's not Matt Seidel coming in, no offense to him. He's Brian Danielson. He's a main event superstar. He's a world title threat no matter where he goes. For him to be screwing around, with all due respect, in a battle royal, I think is a complete waste of time.
3: This person here says I'm going to be sad when the Thunderdome ends on July 12th. It's been a blast. Well, not sure the day's ever going to come where I'm going to fondly reminisce about the Thunderdome. But I will say that I have enjoyed the Thunderdome way, 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 way better than watching those depressing, empty arena shows. With that said, I would not mind the Thunderdome. In fact, I'd kind of like the Thunderdome. If all of those blokes like Eddie who who are, are sitting there in the Thunderdome and instead of having some dork tell you whether to boo or cheer or make movements with your hands, if they just let everyone's audio go through so it was like having a real crowd. Right now, it's just like a bunch of faces that have to do funny things or whatever, and then they pipe in all the noise. And To me, it's so phony, and it's so lame, and I don't believe any of it. And the look of it is okay, but I, I just don't like this this fake fan noise and and, and uh, telling the fans what to do, the applause sign. I don't like it. So I'm going to be happy when they're out of that place.
5: Am I the only one who kind of likes the Capitol Wrestling Center and how that's set up?
3: Yeah, I don't like it.
5: I guess I am. It's the, the hybrid of both fans and the video board. I like the way that they make the video board disappear when they go to the hard cam shot. And they have that like nineteen eighty-four Orwellian effect. I think when they've done that, like with an example of when they all had the women's champions there all kind of getting together and they showed that picture of them all back in NXT. I think that was a I like that. That was a new spin. I always complain about the aesthetics looking exactly the same way that they did twenty five years ago for all intents and purposes. And I thought that coming out of all of this, you know, mess that you had, I thought that was one of the better looks. I really did. And I again I I thought the Thunderdome was a great idea. It has not worked out exactly, especially because of the fact everything is so canned and it comes across that way. But uh I did like again, the C- CWC, I don't know what the plan is. You know, I don't know what full sale looks like. It may be You know, Ixnade, who knows? But I I really did actually like that one. If something's going to stick around, I think they take some of the methods that they did there and try to add those aesthetics in. Let me tell
3: you why I don't like it, Mike, okay? As much as I complain about the Thunderdome and the fake crowd noise and Crunchy here saying, all you do is complain about audio, you want these fans to have their computer mics on and blah, blah, blah. Bro, it doesn't sound realistic anyway. It's like badly piped in. But the point is, with the CWC... They rely so much on their legitimate fans there, and there's only like 50 in the building, and sometimes they are dead. Like the opener with Tony Storm, they were deathly quiet, and it was depressing to me on Wednesday. Anyway, more after the break.
1: I'm
2: You are listening to Wrestling Observer Live with Brian Alvarez and Mike Sempervivi on the Sports Byline Broadcasting Network. Back in the
3: show, Brian Alvarez here. You ever done that? I have. Make a weird noise out of. Frustration for everyone's inability to understand what's going on. They're not everybody's mm. one guy on the board. What's the problem? Eh, just some dork. You know how it is. He's 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 very upset that I had the temerity to ask why they didn't at least introduce Julie Hart. She's just there. He's all wrapped up in it right now. I'm such a terrible person. Because I I, I would have liked for them to spend five seconds telling us. He goes, Well the, the announcers did. It's like, I don't care if the announcer is dead. Like, what if Randy Savage is broken up with Elizabeth, and then all of a sudden Sherry shows up, and Randy Savage never bothers to tell us who Sherry is, and have to rely on Gorilla Monsoon to tell us about Sherry. It would be dumb. And he's like, everybody, everybody can figure it out. She's a cheerleader in there. I'm like, I know they can figure it out. That's not the problem, you dork. and he goes, ah, oh, everyone, all all the viewers. I'm like, you don't know anything about what the viewers say. No one knows what all of the viewers of AEW think. Nobody does. That's why my point is, err on the side of spoon-feeding the people as opposed to erring on the side of the presumption that they know everything that's going on and they're writing their own stories in their heads. Jiminy Christmas. I'm trying to help.
5: A graphic doesn't cost any money. Mm -hmm. A cryon doesn't cost any money, does it? Maybe to the person that's got to, you know, plop it on the screen there, but, you know, just a little... Then someone else was
3: like, uh, you said Julia Hart had never been on the show before. Well, she was on Dynamite two weeks earlier in a squash. I'm like, well, it was a squash. So what does that tell you that I don't even remember that? It tells me you probably should tell me who she is when she shows up in an important role, right? Why am I such a nerd here? God, people say I'm, under the, I'm on the payroll. I'm here, of all people. Just trying to help. Goodbye, everybody. Have a good weekend. Bye, Mike. Bye, Twitch homies. Everyone at the Sports Byline, Mightier 1090. We'll talk to you next time. Wrestling them the